Good day to you. We are reading in the book of Numbers, and now we are ready to read chapter number 13. Now, Numbers 12, you remember, was about the complaining of Miriam and Aaron against Moses. They got into some serious trouble. But now we're ready to read Numbers chapter 13. Now, this is going to be where Moses sends spies into the land of Canaan to check it out. So, I am reading in the Amplified Bible. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am going to give to the sons of Israel. From each of their father's tribes you shall send a man, every one a leader among them. So notice that these men that Moses is sending as spies, every one of them is a leader of their tribe. It's someone that the people know and trust and would value their opinion. So it's good to point that out and realize that these are the leaders of the tribes, okay? So Moses sent spies from the wilderness of Paran at the command of the Lord all of them men who were heads of the Israelites. These were their names, from the tribe of Reuben, Shemua, the son of Zakur, from the tribe of Simeon, Shaphat, the son of Hori, from the tribe of Judah, Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, from the tribe of Issachar, Igal, the son of Joseph, from the tribe of Ephraim, Hoshea, that is, Joshua, the son of Nun, from the tribe of Benjamin, Palti, the son of Raphu, from the tribe of Zebulun, Gadiel, the son of Sodi, from the tribe of Joseph, that is, of the tribe of Manasseh, Gadi, the son of Susi, from the tribe of Dan, Amiel, the son of Gamali, from the tribe of Asher, Sether, the son of Michael. From the tribe of Naphtali, Nabi, the son of Vophsi. From the tribe of Gad, Gul, the son of Maki. These are the names of the men whom Moses sent to spy out the land. But Moses called Hoshea, the son of Nun, Joshua. Joshua means the Lord is salvation. Now, so Moses sent these leaders to spy out the land, okay? Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said to them, Go up this way into the Negev, the south country, then go up into the hill country. See what the land is like and whether the people who live there are strong or weak, few or many, and whether the land in which they live is good or bad, and whether the cities in which they live are open camps or fortifications, and what the land is, whether it is fat, productive, or lean, whether there is timber on it or not, make an effort to get some of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the time of the first ripe grapes. So that is supposed to give us a certain time of the year where they're getting some harvest in. So they went up and spied out the land from the wilderness of Zin to Rehob, a town in Lebanon, at Lebo Hamath in the far north. When they had gone up into the Negev, the south country, they came to Hebron, 
and Ahamam, Zashah, and Talmah, the descendants of Anak, were there. Now Hebron was built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. Then they came to the valley of Eshkol, cluster of grapes, and from there cut down a branch with a single cluster of grapes, and they carried it on a pole between two of them with some of the pomegranates and the figs. That place was called the Valley of Eshkol, cluster of grapes, because of the cluster of grapes which the sons of Israel cut down there. So notice they're going about, they're checking the land, they're bringing back some of the fruit. When they returned from spying out the land at the end of forty days, they came to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation of the sons of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh, and brought back word to them and to all the congregation, and showed them the land's fruit. Now notice these people were gone 40 days. That means they spent almost what? They spent almost six weeks checking out the land, wandering around, seeing what was there, checking out the towns. They reported to Moses and said, We went into the land where you sent us, and it certainly does flow with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. So it was a very plentiful and abundant fertile land. But the people who live in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified, walled, and very large. Moreover, we saw there the descendants of Anak, people of great stature and courage. Some books or some translations will say these are giants. These were large people. We don't know when, when they say giant, do they really mean that they were abnormally large or were they just large? You know, back in the old world, um, the average height was less than, say, it is today. And the average height would have been, you know, maybe for a guy, a tall guy might be 5'9 or 5'10. Whereas now we look at tall guys now and they have to be like, what, 6'6 six, six or something to really be what we consider overly tall. Or they have to be, you know, like basketball players, right? I mean, a lot of them are very tall. But we don't really necessarily consider them giants. Yeah, there's a few exceptions possibly, but you get the idea. It's just like football players. Some of them are very tall, but we still don't think of them as giants. But that's what they're seeing. They're seeing people who are very tall and they're known for their courage. And I would imagine that is their courage in battle. The people descended from Amalek live in the land of the Negev, south country. The Hittite, the Jebusite, and the Amorite live in the hill country, and the Canaanites live by the Dead Sea and along the side of the Jordan. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, now notice Caleb had to quiet the people before Moses. They were, they were excited, and it doesn't sound like this is in a good way, and you're going to see what we're talking about. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession of it, for we will certainly conquer it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people of Canaan, for they are too strong for us. So they gave the Israelites a bad report about the land, which they had spied out, saying, 
The land through which we went in spying it out is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the Nephilim. The sons of Anak are part of the Nephilim. Again, considered to be very tall, very... A lot of times they refer to them as giants. And we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. Now, realize what they say here, because this is very important. They, they said, we saw the Nephilim. We saw these big, tall people. We saw these big people. And we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. Now, here they're saying, and we saw ourselves as being small, as being grasshoppers, as being insects to be crushed. And so we were in their sight. Well, naturally, if you see yourself as insignificant and small, yes, other people are going to see you that way too. Do you understand the point there? So naturally, because they, they were going on this outward appearance and they were going by what they saw, with their eyes, and we can't, we can't walk by what we see. Remember, we have to walk by faith, and they should have been trusted in God. And they could have said, hey, we're small, we're short compared to these people, but we have God. But they didn't say that. You'll notice they say, we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. And that's an important thing to remember. We need to remember that we have God with us, that he can help us to defeat any giant we may have in our life, any trouble, any problem that comes up. He will help us defeat it or get through it. Whatever we need to do, he will help us with that. So if we don't get anything else out of all this, and in the next chapter, we're going to see more about this. This is the end of chapter 13, Numbers chapter 13. But when we get into the next chapter, we're going to see more about this and see how the people react and how the people respond. Remember, these were their leaders that came back with this bad report. And the thing is, they're not really lying about their report. It's not like sometimes uh, there was a time in Genesis with Joseph where the bad report he gave was kind of a slander or a lie. But here, this isn't necessarily a lie, but it's a bad report because they're not taking into account that they have God on their side and they've been following him and seeing all that he can do. And they've already been through other battles and had victories in those times. But uh, anyway, nonetheless, this is the end of Numbers chapter 13. I want to thank you for, for listening. Well, you could be watching. I'm sorry. There, just as an update, um, I am doing a little bit of a video recording for YouTube. I'm trying this out as an experiment and I will keep doing it as long as it makes sense to do it and as long as it uh, seems to be helpful. I don't really think it matters whether or not you can see me, but if it helps people to be able to see me, you know, as I'm talking, then I don't mind doing that. Uh, of course, on the podcast, you're not going to see any difference. So that's the way it is. So I want to thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day. May God bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.